You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? We're back again. It's the Dad Bod Golf Pod, episode 20. And today, guys, I just so fired up, I can't even hardly, I can't even hardly get the words out how excited I am right now. So (laughs) if you remember back a few weeks ago, uh, I've decided to become a professional tour caddy. And when you join, oh, and I had a top 15 finish. Let's go ahead and throw that out there too. So (laughs) when you decide to become a tour caddy, it's kind of like joining a fraternity. You know, it's an elite group of athletes and, uh, you know, people reach out, you make contacts and we have just started to become super, super tight with uh, a guy who is a professional tour caddy as well. And uh, we're, we're excited to bring him on as, as a character in our, our, uh, our crew of misfits. And, um, you know, you kind of got to be careful with uh, the way you uh, talk about things when you're a caddy because you can get railroaded if you if you're loud like me. I'm probably completely. I'll never be a pro tour caddy now because I just will literally tell all the secrets. But we got a guy. We're going to call him the Cad Bod CB, and this is Caddy Confessions Episode One. What's up, CB? What's up, Kyle? Man, it's it's great to be with you. This is really cool to be. Uh, you know, I, I listen to the podcast all the time and I really enjoy it. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Ben. I hope he's doing well. Yes. Thinking about him all the time. And uh, it's just, it's just an honor. It's an honor to be here on the dad bug golf club. Absolutely. Well, CB. So we're, you know, like I said, we're in an elite group of athletes now. Um, and uh, I just want to kind of talk about like, the the like my road was somewhat uh unconventional so to speak you know we just happened to have a pro tour event come through my town there was a list of guys that needed caddies i googled the most handsome one and then i jumped on that one and i and i took a, I, I rolled the dice on him and we we came in top 15 what is it what is the real journey to become a caddy on tour you know i think there's a lot of different ways uh, you know i hear a lot of different stories from from, from, uh, from different caddies out here. Um, I think one of the most common things is like, you know, played college golf together or even high school golf together or, you know, buddies or brothers and stuff like that. Or, you know, you know, a guy who knows a guy. It's a lot of net, not a lot of networking, so to speak. Yeah. Well, you know, caddies come from all walks of life, man. You know, there's a lot of different kind of dudes doing this. Were you, did you do like, uh, did you do like recreational caddying? I guess I don't know the right term for it. I guess like working for a golf course, like a club you, caddy. Club caddy. There you go. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Yeah. You know, I was a club pro for a long time. And then um, I got promoted to, uh, to be the caddy master at a real nice club. That sounds and, sick. Uh, yeah. So, so I've been in golf for a long time. I've always been in the business and um, the, the caddy master thing was definitely uh, had its challenges, but it was also really fun. I met a lot of interesting characters from really all over the country. Uh, you know, guys came, it was a real nice club and guys came from all over to caddy there. That's awesome. Um, do you have any cool stories as a caddy master, like celebrities that rolled through that you maybe caddied for or things like that? Uh, 
that without divulging too much information? Well, the coolest, I mean, the biggest celebrity that ever rolled through was Michael Jordan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Michael Jordan came through and, um, you know, he didn't talk to, to me too much, <laughs> but, um, he, uh, I got to know his driver real, real well, but his, his driver was kind of like a driver slash security guard. He was a real big dude, kind of intimidating looking. And, um, you know, everybody was going crazy over MJ and, you know, all the cart barn guys and, and, you know, everybody wanted that gig. So I had to give that one to the, our number one caddy who was, who got all the good big name people. He was kind of good at it and he was a very good, reliable caddy. So he would get a lot of the good jobs like that. And so he got it. And, um, but, uh, we went out to the car to kind of, you know, get the clubs and everything. And, um, uh, I introduced myself and then MJ took off and he was playing golf with Vince Coleman from the, the old St. Remember Vince Coleman, St. Louis Cardinals stole all the bases. Okay. Yeah. 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 He, he was playing with Vince Coleman and it was kind of a rainy day. And, uh, we went to the, to the driver, you know, and we said, Hey man, uh, if you want to come on in, saddle up to the bar, you know, you know, you can, you know, we'll get you some lunch or whatever you want, man. I mean, you know, make yourself comfortable. And the driver looked at us and he said, uh, Mr. Jordan told me to wait in the car. So I'm going to wait in the car. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it was really cool. When MJ got done, it was first when he made the turn, you know, it started, it started raining pretty good. It was kind of a light drizzle, but he made the turn and um, we all thought he was going to quit. And his golf cart stopped out, outside of the pro shop and we were all looking out the window and uh, he started pulling out, you know, like some rain gear. And we're like, oh man, he, you know, he's going to keep going. He's grinder, babe. Yeah. Vince Coleman came into the pro shop and we were like, you guys are going to keep playing? And Vince Coleman says, hey man, listen, when MJ gets a day off and he wants to play golf, he plays golf. We're, we're going, we're making the turn. We're going on the back nine. And then one of the assistant pros in the golf shop kind of let out a gas. He was like, oh my gosh. And he was looking out the window and we, and we all said, what, 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 what is it? And uh, he said, look at Michael Jordan's rain gear. And we, we, we looked out the window and sure enough, it was his, it was his dream team warm-up suit. He no. put on the warm-up suit to go play the back, the back nine. It was, it was. What an unbelievable and then when he got done, he drove the cart right into the cart barn, which a lot of celebrity guys won't do. They just kind of pull up to their car, but he drove into the cart barn and it was kind of raining and, he took off his glove and he gave it to one of the guys and he took off his shoes and he gave it to another one of the guys. His, and they were these really cool spikes. And on the inside, they said, um, you know, demo, not for sale. And they had the jump man on them and they were like, you know, jump man golf spikes. And this was before they, that Nike came out with that kind of stuff. We had never seen anything like that. And uh, so, of course, the two guys that were working – they started fighting over who gets the glove and who gets the spikes. You know, they both wanted the spikes and um, they were getting kind of hot and heavy in the cart barn. And I'm, you know, I'm the caddy master. So that's my, you know, I've got to settle those guys down. I can't have these guys arguing, yelling in the cart barn. And um, uh, they, 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 I said, you guys got to figure this out, man. And they said, okay, well, I'll take the left one and, and uh, we'll let, <laughs> We'll let Kenny take the right one. And I said, no, I said, we're not breaking up this pair of golf. You know, you can't, we do have that. 
yeah, one guy has to take the pair of spikes and one guy has to take the glove. <laughs> That's all. I mean, hey, uh, CB, I'm going to be kind of honest, man. Caddy Master kind of sounds like it sucks. You, you get to miss out on you miss out on all the cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, the 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 uh, being that the top dog caddy was way cooler than being the yes. caddy master, especially at a place like that. You got con, bro. You got conned into that. I feel like, but you know, I did. I would accept bribes now and then to get the better groups. You know, <laughs> there you Rick Patino would roll through town, and uh, uh, Rick Patino was known for always giving out. Um, uh, picks like horse picks like he's a horse he's a big horse race owner of course sure yeah, so uh that's on was, brand yeah there was there was a there was a quite a struggle to get rick patino's back everybody wanted to go out with rick patino because not only would he you know tip you pretty good but you also got the the picks you got the inside scoop on which horse was going to win the race that week that's awesome that's awesome that's so on brand from a dude from kentucky who kind of looks like he's in the mob is a uh, horse racing guru. That's that is so awesome. Yeah, That's he came awesome. through. He would come through once a year, and every time he came through, he gave out the winning pick. Whether it was his horse or somebody else's horse, he always knew which horse was going to win. Which always made me kind of skeptical of the horse racing. Oh yeah, uh, industry. But <laughs> yeah, this and he he looks like if if it if it goes the way against him, he's like he can send the guys to like break your kneecaps. That's what he. That's how he kind of. That's what he kind of looks like. Yep. That's, that's all. That's awesome. So, um, all right. So that's, that's called, uh, would you call that caddying? That's, um, club caddying. So that's club caddying. Now yep, let's talk it. about, now let's talk about like being a tour caddy. And I'm, you know, I'm really thinking that after my top 15 finish, I may be looking at, you know, taking this thing, you know, and seeing how far it can take me. I, I'm not hundred percent sure yet. Um, I only <laughs> dropped, I only dropped the putter head cover a couple of times and the range finder only once. Okay. Yep. Yep. You can't uh, be dropping that stuff, man. I mean, no matter how high you finish, you can't be, you know, that's probably the, you know, one of the top five things that you cannot do. And that will get you, uh, get you rinsed real quick is dropping the towel, dropping the range finder. So, of course, you know, not showing up on time. That's a big one. So I'm a, I'm a big on time guy. I'm really good at being on time. So I got that going for me. So, so dropping the putter head cover uh, a hole back, like four holes into our first round together was probably not ideal, right? That's not ideal. Yeah. Some guys really don't like that. Now it's, you know, <laughs> if you make a good recovery, you can, you can get away with that one maybe once, you know, but you can't be doing that more than once, man. That's just, it's okay. not cool. It's not a good look. Not a good look. You're right. You're right. It was it was incredibly embarrassing. I could have literally just ran off the course when I <laughs> when I when I ran back to get the putterhead cover. I wanted to just keep running, just just run away. But I was like, this is a this isn't you know this is a possibly a new career path. You got to stick it out. You got to overcome adversity. And but anyway, I, all jokes aside, like being on like the big the big tours, like big time, like what's What's a week like in that? Like, what's an, a typical week uh, life as a tour caddy, I guess? Yeah, well, normally um, you're traveling either Sunday night right after the tournament ends or Monday. Um, or if you miss the cut, you're probably scooting out of there, you know, Friday night or Saturday. So kind of 
it's kind of, you got to, you know, be able to be versatile. You got to be able to go with the flow. And, uh, uh, but typically Monday's a travel day and Tuesday's when everybody really starts practicing. Um, so Tuesday you want to, first thing you got to do, you got to get to the course, you got to register. If you're not vaccinated, you got to get tested, uh, for COVID nowadays. That's a big one. And you got to get your credentials. Uh, you got to buy a yardage book. They cost anywhere between, you know, eh, probably between 30 and $70, I'd say, you know? Yeah. So you're coming out of your pocket right off the bat. <laughs> All right. That's, that's a strike to, one for me. That's a strike yeah, one for me. You, you got to secure your accommodations for the week, whether it be Airbnb or a hotel. And, you know, sometimes you, you can, you can buddy up with somebody and split right. the costs and that's a big help. And then sometimes you get an Airbnb that doesn't really work out. Like I had one in uh, Springfield, Illinois that um, I put, you know, I booked it kind of late. It was kind of, you know, I, I was running behind on booking it and um, there wasn't a lot available. And I had been warned about the Airbnbs in Springfield, Illinois by another caddy he said man just just go with a hotel room and i but i you know i said ah you know i can get this one i get this one for 50 bucks a night and it's not far from the course i'm gonna go for it you know and the the pictures weren't too good uh so but i was like all right i'm just gonna go and get this 50 dollar airbnb but when i showed up man what a mistake that was oh my goodness (laughs) i show up to this place and uh it was um first of all going through the neighborhood to get to the place that should have been a red flag because it was not a good neighborhood. You know, nobody was cutting their front yard. There were people (laughs) hanging out in front of their houses. Uh, You know, there was nothing newer than probably a 2002 car in anybody's driveway. (laughs) Yeah. A little sketchy. And then I got there and um, I actually had my players clubs and um, a lot of his gear in the car because he flew um he was he was he was flying into town and i drove so he said hey man why don't you just take my clubs for me so i don't have to you know get on the plane with him i was like yeah no problem so i had the club you know so i've got you know three or four thousand dollars worth of golf equipment in the back of my car and i get i'm going through this shady neighborhood and i get to this place and it's 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 not looking good right off the bat yeah clothes hanging in the front yard off of old furniture there's a there's a there's like a 1989 Chevy blazer parked in the front yard, but it had no windows. It had the trash bags instead of windows. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, but I was like, all right, well maybe it's nice on the inside. I mean, (laughs) don't judge a book by its cover. I parked across the street and I, I locked the car because I'm just at this point, I'm, I'm completely nervous about the the clubs. You know, if, if you lose the clubs, you're, you're, you're not, you're not moving on. That's it. You're fired. Yeah. You're toast. Yeah, that's that's a bad one there. So I lock the car and I'm walking across the street. I get about halfway across the street and um, this lady comes out the front door. And um, have you ever seen the movie Misery? Yes. Yes. She looked like that lady, that that lady, the misery lady. That's uh, the the mom off the water boy. Same lady, right? Yep. Like but slam, she- break your ankles with a sledgehammer. That- Break your ankles with a sledgehammer. That's exactly the look she had. And <laughs> but, but picture that lady, but a hundred pounds bigger with tattoos, full sleeves of tattoos on both arms. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. She she comes you're sleeping with me. <laughs> she, I'm halfway across the street. She comes out the front door and she looks me right in the eye and she says, who are you? Oh boy. And uh, I said, oh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I, um, I booked the, I think I booked the Airbnb here. Is this the right address? You know, I'm, I, I'm looking at the address on the house and, and she's like, oh man. I didn't get a confirmation. I didn't know anybody was coming. Oh, I, you know, I can't do this right now. I got my two sons here. I'm painting the place. And um, this is just, I, I, you know, and she leaned back inside the front door and she kind of yelled back in there. And she said, uh, hey, Jimmy, there's another Airbnb guy here. And I heard this voice from inside the house say, oh, man, not again. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, this, this is not going to be good. And then she turned back around and she said, yeah, you know what? Ah, uh, I just came out here to smoke a cigarette. Like, you know, she, she didn't even want to talk to me. Right. And, uh, so I was, I said, you know, Hey, listen, uh, it's okay. Don't worry. Um, I, I could, I can, I'll go find, you know, somewhere else to stay. Um, uh, just, you know, when Airbnb is probably going to contact you. Cause you know, I'm thinking in my mind, I got to get my money back. This so is- I'm going to call them. This is not a good way to like up your star rating as an Airbnb location. This is, this is terrible. This is terrible marketing. It was, it was worse than terrible, man, because right at that moment, a, um, like this mangy dog comes running out the front door and, um, the dog, I could tell by the look in the dog's eyes and kind of the the attitude with which he was moving towards me that he (laughs) wanted to kill me. Yeah. This is, dogs like me man and pets like me and you know little kids like me everybody kind of likes me i'm kind of a likable guy but uh this dog wanted to kill me and um the first thought in my mind was there's no way i'm going to be able to outrun this dog i got the car locked it's halfway across the street (laughs) and i mean i just got to stand my ground right now exactly And and uh so i'm standing my ground and she says uh thunder heel like a professional dog trainer you know and uh the dog just freezes about two feet away from my leg. And he's just got this low growl going, you know, he's with his teeth out looking at me. And so I'm frozen. And, uh, then, uh, thunder, thunder, thunder heel. And the dog froze right there in his tracks. It was a well-trained dog, but, uh, he was mean for sure. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm standing there and then I can see somebody else looking out the door. You know, he's kind of peeking his head out the door. And uh, it's obviously one of her sons and he kind of appears in the doorway. And, um, you know, you know, when you go to a carnival, not like a cheap carnival or like a county fair, you know, the guys who operate the rides. Yes. Yes. That's this guy. He had kind of like an old t-shirt on his hair was kind of long down to his shoulders and scraggly. Yeah. And and he had this look in his eye, like, um, you know, he, he wanted to kill me. And, (laughs) I saw him looking across the street at my car and I could tell by the look in his eye, the way he looked at my car that he wanted to steal my car. Oh, he is eyeballing it. He was eyeballing yeah. it big time. I got to tell you uh-huh. what, CB, you're really talking me out of this, uh, poor <laughs> caddy deal. I'm, uh, right, right. We're traveling on Sunday. That's strike one. Um, got to <laughs> buy a yardage book for 70 bucks. That's strike two. And now we're like, we got to survive in like, uh, like sketchy situations and through Airbnb, that might be strike three. But uh, 
So yeah, it got worse because he came down the stairs and he never said a word to me and he kept his eyes right and he was looking me right in the eye and he walked right past me and leaning up against the the the, the Ford uh, Bronco with no windows in it was this old gas powered weed eater like you know the old ones um, that yes. run on gas and it was covered with oil and grass and like it had never been cleaned ever and you know it's about twenty years old at least. And it's leaning up against the Bronco and he, and he walks right past me. He's about two paces from me, never saying a word. He picks up the weed eater and walks back into the house with the weed eater in his hand. <laughs> Got to do some edging up, man. Got to edge it up inside. Oh my gosh. It was a big mirror, broken mirror leaning up against the house. And I kind of looked at it and she caught me looking at the mirror. And she said, yeah, I broke that mirror while I was painting. And maybe I can clean up a little bit and uh, maybe we can make this work. And I'm like, no, please don't go through any trouble. Uh, I'm out of here. You know, don't worry about it. Just when Airbnb contacts you, just tell them what happened. And uh, I'm sure, you know, everything will be all right. And they'll, they'll give me a refund. And, uh, you know, you can straighten it out with them while you're not getting the notifications. I don't know why, but, you know, you can talk to them about that. She says, oh, yeah, you tell them. I'll, I'll tell them what happened. Don't worry about that. And uh, so I got out of there and I booked a hotel about a couple miles away. And right in the, in the parking lot of the hotel was a, was an Applebee's and it's getting late. It's like nine 30. So I run over to the Applebee's cause I'm, you know, I'm starving, man. And, um, there's like nobody else in there and the bartender's kind of cleaning up. And I said, Hey man, you know, I'm sorry, man. You know, I just had to, you know, I had this weird Airbnb thing. I had to check into the hotel across the street and I just want to get a, a steak real quick. You know, you guys close, you guys still serving. And he, and he was like, yeah, man, we're still serving. Come on in and get you a steak. And uh, it turned out he he was kind of a golf fan. And so, you know, I told him the whole story about what had just happened. And uh, he's laughing, you know, we're having a good time. And the bar back was kind of this tough looking guy with a lot of tattoos as well. He's about a, you know, 22 year old kid. And uh, oh God, he, I was know where going. he was listening to me recount the whole story of Thunder and the, and the lady and the dude grabbing the weed eater and walking back into the house. Oh, God, I see where this is going. And he and he and he says, hey, man. What, what what's the address of that airbnb man and i told him i looked it up on my phone and i said yeah you know it's, uh you know i told him the address and he said and he started laughing he said oh man that's the worst neighborhood in this state he goes i used to be tough when i was 18 and i wouldn't walk through that place during the day he goes your car wouldn't have made it through the night bro <laughs> holy cow holy cow wait first of all i got I don't know what's more sketchy, this Airbnb in this sketch neighborhood or going and ordering a steak from Applebee's at 930. <laughs> the last Which guy my, in there. The last guy in there. Which What's more risky here? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I was never so happy to check into a you know $100 a night hotel in my whole life. Did you call your buddy that was like, t- that basically told you, hey, uh, this is a terrible idea. Uh, don't do this. Did you, call, and you're like, no, nah, I'm going to do it. Did you call him? What did, what did he say? Oh yeah. I saw him. Uh, I think I saw him a couple of days later on the range and, you know, I told him what happened and he was just laughing. He said, man, I told you, man, I said, listen, I will never, ever, ever <laughs> go against your advice again, man. <laughs> Springfield, Illinois, Airbnbs, beware. We're putting you on notice. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so let's just say, let's say you get, you survive. Let's say you survive the Airbnb, and now you actually got to go play golf. Like, what, what do you, how, you practice? Like, 
what's the, the steps you got? What's the steps I got to go through, like to make sure my guy's ready for the course? What What do I got to do? Yeah, well, um, you probably if if your guy is just going to practice on Tuesday, um, he's probably going to practice in the morning, and he's probably not going to practice, you know, too late into the afternoon. He might want to play a few holes, or if he's played the course before, he might just say, "Hey, I mean, I'm just going to." Or if he's in the pro am on Wednesday, he's not going to play two days in a row and then have to play on Thursday, start the tournament. So you got, but you got to get out there and you got to at least walk, you know, the course on your own or, you know, walk with the group. Cause you know, you got to know your way around a little bit. You can't just go to a course blind and um, expect to be any kind of a help to anybody. I mean, you got to know where to put the bag uh, on every green, crucial. you know, where the next tee box is and stuff like crucial. that. So you got to get out there and walk it. That's crucial. Yeah. The bag situation, you know, I had to have me a checklist of items in my head so I wouldn't screw anything up. So where to put the bag is, is a big deal. Um, one of the guys yeah, in our group. Once, and my pro is real cool about stuff like that. Like he's <laughs> he's a real cool guy. And uh, I messed that up one time and um, he kind of looked at me and I had the bag on the wrong side of the green and I cleaned his ball. And he was getting ready for, make you know, to hit a birdie putt. And um, he, he made birdie. And then he kind of walked back over to me, handed me the putter. And he looked at his bag over on the wrong side of the green, right? And he goes, uh, he goes, you you want to go play? Uh, you want to go play number eight again? <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry, man. I, you know, he goes, yeah, you know, it's it's no big deal to me, but uh, that looks real soft right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to hustle over there and bring the bag back over to the right side of the green. <laughs> yeah, dude. Listen, so this is this is like little things that. Only like guys like you would know. So I, we were on a short, we were on a par four and the guy was, he, he came up a little bit short on his approach. My, my pro came a little bit short on his approach, but it was like a pretty easy little straightforward pitch and uh, our chip. One thing that I always, he always wanted to do is like, as he's walking onto the green, he wanted to have his putter in his hand. Well, yep. It's a pretty makeable chip, but that's not going through my head. My what's going through my head is just make sure that the putter's ready. No, so, you don't touch that putter until that ball stopped on the green. So yeah, yeah. So so he uh as he's starting to chip, I'm pulling the putter out. He's like, no putter, no putter, no putter. And then uh, <laughs> so I so I I just leave it in and back off, and then I'm, I'm panicking and he goes, uh so he chips and he almost makes and he goes, he goes, I can't believe you already gave up on me that fast. I was like, it's like, look, man, at this point in time, I'm just trying not to lose things. Like we're just trying to, we're battling right now. <laughs> I'm trying not to lose things, but yeah, there's so many little things like that. Um, greens, reading greens. Like I went to, uh, I went to a master's practice round and like these dudes, like just literally walk up to the green with like, five balls in their hands just throw it at the green and then just start writing stuff down like how do you know like where to where do you, how do you know where to look at the biggest I guess all the breaks like how do you know where to say hey we got to focus on this this but is it based off like historical pins like how do you know where to go and and look at like all the nuances of the breaks on the greens yeah, typically on Monday or Tuesday when you check in as a caddy, when you check in, um, you know, you'll be able to buy your yards book and then there will be um, a pin sheet and it's a it's a photocopy of four different pin sheets on one piece of paper. And what those are is those are where the pins were 
last year. You got the Thursday pins, the Friday pins, the Saturday pins, the Sunday pins. They're all on one sheet of paper. And you got to get that sheet. So now you know where the pins were last year. And um, so now you have an idea of kind of where you need to practice putt when you get out there on each and every green. You say, okay, the Friday pin was here. The Saturday pin was up on, you know, in the back right. Sunday pin was, you know, tucked in behind that bunker. And uh, a lot of players will have the little kind of coasters that you throw out there. And they're just the same size as a cup. And um, that's what they want to see. They want to see, you know, where the pins were last year so they can get a feel for where they're going to put the pins this year. And they don't always put them in the same spot, but they're going to generally be in the same area. So that's a, that's a good place to go. So you got to have that sheet working uh, in your practice round. When you get out there, you got to have that sheet ready to go. And you got to have, uh, you got to know um, kind of what, where the pins um, ha- historically have been. So that's kind of the, your little guidebook as far as that goes. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so let me ask you this, you know, so far, uh, this is looking like it's not going to work out for me. Um, are there many gigs where I can show up Wednesday for nine holes and then grind it out over the weekend? Probably not, huh? Probably not many of those opportunities out there. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, a guy will grab a local caddy and, um, it'll be kind of a situation like that. I mean, it'll be a kid who, who works at the club or knows somebody who works at the, or has played a lot of golf there, or maybe even a member of the club. Um, one time I even saw a guy hire uh, one of his pro-am guy, you know, the guy who was in the pro-am on Thursday, on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, he played the pro-am and he mentioned that he didn't have a caddy yet. And uh, one of the guys was like, Hey, I'll, I'm a member here. You know, I know these are, I'll caddy for you. And yeah. um, he hired him just like that. So that guy got to play in the pro-am and then caddy in the golf tournament. That's pretty awesome. There was a guy that was playing in the tournament and he was in our weekend group and his caddy for the weekend was a guy who didn't make the cut, but he was traveling with him. So the guy yeah. didn't make the guy to make the cut. So he jumps on the bag and helps him, you know, helps him finish all the weekend because they're roadies together. So I think I may just need to stick to being the local caddy. I think, you know, I have built a pretty good reputation. I've got to, like I said, I've got a top 15 finish. I feel like I'll probably be sought after the next time the, you know, the forum tour or something like that rolls through. I got a reputation now, so you know maybe that's, right. that's something I can just hang my hat on. Yeah, you want to mention that as much as possible that you already had a top fifteen because that's uh that's 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 pretty good stuff right there. That looks good on the resume right there. Hey, so you there, got was, that working for you. there was rain. Hey, we battled through rain. That was big. You know, yeah. umbrella etiquette. Umbrella etiquette is was something that really stressed me out. So, um, but you know, I, we battled through uh, keeping the gloves dry, the towels dry. Uh, that was, that was awesome. That was, uh, that was a test. That was a test. I remember struggling in the rain myself. It, I mean, it's tough. That's about as tough as it gets, man, for a caddy, uh, when it starts raining and you got to get that umbrella out. Now you're in charge of, uh, keeping the towel dry, keeping the clubs dry, of course. And then there's the yard, you know, all the other duties of caddying. And, um, like I said, you know, my pro, he's, he's a pretty cool guy. He could kind of see that I was struggling. So he, he leaned over and he said to me, um, he said, listen, man, keep the clubs dry. I'll do the rest. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was a big relief. There was one, uh, my guy, he was like really, he was, when he was, when he had the umbrella, he was like trying to kind of like keep me dry too. So was, I had his clubs covered and everything. And I told him, I was like, look, man, just go. Like, don't worry about me. I got the clubs dry. You don't, you just go, you're in the zone, you go. And he goes, 
well then stop walking so close to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was like my bad you're right you're right i'm not really i wasn't trying to get i'm not trying to get up in the up under the umbrella but yeah he was uh we had he had a a dry sense of humor but it was a lot of fun um yeah this is this is sort of eye-opening for me um you know, I kind of put a lot of eggs in the tour caddy basket, but it kind of seems like I may just need to stick to being the local guy for now. And, uh, you know, just doing a golf podcast part-time. <laughs> yeah. There definitely is an appropriate distance that you want to be away from your player. You don't want to be too close to him, but you don't want to be too far away either. Like when he, after he hits a shot, he's going to hand that club to you and he's probably already going to be walking. So you, you better be walking too, you know, and if, if, if he has to take more than, two or three steps while he's holding that club out for you to grab it. That's a problem. That's a bad. You, you, know, that's you not don't want to slow him down. You don't want to make him break his stride because he's already going. And uh, I can remember once when I was a little behind and I was kind of trying to catch up. And um, my guy was obviously, you know, not happy with, with the, the amount of distance that was between us. <laughs> uh, he, he held the club out a little further and I kind of strained to reach out and grab it. And uh, finally he just gave me a little toss, you know, he kind of tossed it back to me and uh, I caught up with him and about, you know, you know, 10 or 15 yards later, I caught up with him and he kind of leaned in and he said to me, Hey bud, uh, just pick up the bag and get moving. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That was I, my cue to hurry up. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, you got to get going after that. You got to get going after that. Yeah, so you gotta have you gotta have thick skin. Us caddies, we have to have thick skin. And um okay. I I can laugh at myself with the best with the best of anyone. So uh the more the more like pooped on I can be, the 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 funnier I think it is. So uh stuff like that's awesome. And uh I I hope that uh this is going to be the beginning of a long relationship and we're gonna have caddy confessions over and over and over again and uh we appreciate you taking time on the road man cb taking the time grinding in the hotel comes in jumps on the pods and and just just opens his heart and just breaks my heart at the same time but but this is good this is growing and uh i appreciate it dude thanks so much kyle it's my pleasure i enjoyed listening to the podcast i really do i listen to a bunch of them i think i listen to maybe all of them maybe not all of them but uh, my player has, has listened to a few as well. And, yeah. um, there's one thing that we kind of both don't understand about you and Ben. I mean, you, I know you guys are into your equipment and into your, you know, your style out there, your clothing, which, which we definitely can appreciate, but, um, what is the deal with having to break in underwear? Like that is, that is very strange to us. Like who, why do you guys have to wash your underwear before you wear it the first time? Are you kidding me? You just take you take underwear straight out of the pack and put it on. What if somebody opened and tried it on? Like you can't take crisp. You can't take crisp underwear. You you wear shirts off the rack too. Like you you just take clothes straight out of the pack and put them on and go. Like well, you can't do that. Hundred percent, man. Like that's the best time. That's the most fun time to wear. That's when it's brand new, right out of the box. Now you might want to iron the creases out of it, especially you know the pro. He's gonna. He's going to have it looking sharp. He's going to iron those, you know, the kind of the fold creases out of the, out of a brand new shirt or a brand new pair of slacks. But, um, you know, we're we're never touching the underwear, especially like socks and underwear. That's the the best time to wear that stuff is right out of the box, baby. 
dude, that stuff smells weird too, right out of the box. It's like got that, it's got like old cardboard packing slips, all that. It's traveled like across the world. Like you got to, no, no, bro. You got to wash, you got to break them in. You got to break them in. That, that is, that is inexcusable. That is inexcusable. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess that's your guys' thing. I, 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 I guess I can let that slide, man. But that just, that struck us as very, very peculiar, you know. The, hey, there's a lot. There's that's one of like many things that's going to be peculiar about us moving forward. So there's going to be some quirks you're going to have to learn, but you'll learn to love it. You'll learn to love it. I look forward to it, man. I look forward to it. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. Absolutely. Pleasure well, to be on with you. Absolutely. And send my best to Ben. Uh, I hope for you know him to make a full recovery. Uh, from from what I understand, he's kind of the brains of the operation. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, you just blew his head like completely apart. He's just going to be so blown up over that. So that was great. As if he needed any more, if he needed any more pumping up that, that did it. <laughs> but uh, thanks CB. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Y'all check us out on uh, social media. Uh, Dad bod golf pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We're going to be putting out some YouTube content. You're going to get to see how bad we actually are at golf. Uh, for the whole, for everybody to see, it's not just gonna be us talking about it. You're gonna actually be able to see it. You'll get to see me with my. Uh, I'm not even gonna say the word. I got the S words uh, last week. We're not even gonna talk about it uh, while I got while I got you on. But uh, you'll get to see oh, stuff boy. like that. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, y'all, uh, like I said, check us out. Support us. Support our uh, sponsor, Swannies.co. Dabod Golf Pod Dash 25. Take 25% off your next order. Get decked out. Look fly on the golf course. Look good, feel good, play good. Uh, sweet rolls with a Z.com. Uh, Dadbod 20. Take 20% off your order. Get you a printed putter grip, hats, all that good stuff. Uh, like I said, CB, one more time. We appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate you too, man. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod, always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 